Hey everybody, thanks for checking out this episode of My First Sketch. I'm Josh Hyam. You probably know how podcasts work. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or SoundCloud to get it automatically almost immediately after I post them. If you use the Stitcher app, you can search for it there as well. Most podcasts are asking about it, so I will too. It'd be really cool if you leave a five-star rating and a review on whatever platform you choose. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash myfirstsketch. Follow along on Twitter at myfirstsketch. Head to myfirstsketch.com where I'll post any of the videos that we talk about on today's episode. Any questions, thoughts, recommendations, feel free to email me at josh at myfirstsketch.com. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I'm going to tease you a little bit. The wheels are spinning. The plans are coming together. Philly Sketch Fest 2019 is coming this spring. More information, you know, like dates, the submission process, and everything else you need to know will be out all over social media soon. Today's guest is Susanna Holub, currently a member of Cups and a Half. Her first sketch takes us to the club. Susanna reads the roles of girl and friend and I read Guy and give you the visual information that you need to know. So let's go to the sketch. A crowded party club. A conservative dressed woman is dancing awkwardly and rapidly. A man comes over and dances in a similar fashion. The entire conversation is yelled over music. Hi there. Hey. I think that's a great polo. What? I like your polo. The color is great. Oh, thanks. I never know what to wear to these things. I just want to look nice. Yes, I agree. What do you do? I'm in business. You? I'm a doctor. That's awesome. Neurosurgeon. That must be amazing. Oh, it is. To have someone's life in my hands every single day, knowing that I have the power to save them. I can only imagine. It must be a beautiful, life-changing experience. Oh my god, yes. Yes, I have the power to help someone live, but at the same time, they could also die in my hands. I bet you're amazing at what you do. If I ever have a stroke, I hope I get checked into your hospital and you're the doctor who's assigned to cut my bleeding skull open and and operate on my brain. I would be so totally honored if I got to operate on your brain. I bet you have an amazing brain. I mean, it picked out that gorgeous polo. It must be doing pretty well for itself. You know it. You know it. Can I I interest you in a drink? I would absolutely love that. I love alcohol. How about a martini? Sounds great, but make sure there isn't an olive in it. Olives give me the trots. Seriously? Olives gives me the trots, too. That's amazing. Did beets turn your pee red? Yes. I feel like I'm connecting with you on so many levels right now. Yeah, same. I'm going to go get us a drink. Be right back. Okay. The friend approaches. Karen, hey. Deborah, how's your night going so far? Great. I've already been added by four men on Snapchat. I'm so happy for you. I met a guy as well. He's really cute and he's wearing the best polo. Oh, wow. He sounds like a keeper. The man re-enters. Hey, this is my friend Deborah. Hi, nice to meet you. Here's your drink. Thanks! Wait, Greg? Yes? You don't remember me? I'm sorry? You added me on Snapchat five minutes ago. I did? Do you not remember? No, should I? I would think so. I'm sorry. 
but I'm not sure I can worry about this right now. I'm a little distracted by the numbness in my face and arm. Oh my God, Greg, you must be having a stroke. Oh no. But you know what that means? They both, they give each other a longing, a knowing look. And end scene. Hey, Susanna. Hey. All right. So tell me where this sketch came from. What's the idea behind it? Um, so I think, so this was, um, I wrote this in like the fall of 2013. So I was in college and I was on my improv team at school, but we didn't have, we were a very small school and we didn't have a sketch team. And I think it was me and one of my improv friends. We were like, we should... We should write sketches. That's a thing we've never done. We should try it. And maybe it could even be like a long-term goal of like starting a sketch team here. Awesome. And then I wrote this one. I had no idea how sketch structure works or like what finding the game. Really just nothing. And I was like, okay, I did it. <laughs> That's it. No edits. <laughs> it's done. And... um didn't and then I went abroad I think right after this and did not continue because I think at the time I was like I don't uh doing sketches uh there's a lot of there's a lot you have to learn about how to do it and there was no one to teach me and I didn't really know how I would get better at it so I just kind of didn't continue it at all yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing to just dive in, just yeah, to dive into I mean, by itself. Yeah, you can watch things, but it's yeah. There, there's a lot. Yeah, there are a lot of rules about it that I just didn't know, and I was also lazy and didn't really, <laughs> at the time, didn't want to spend more time writing. I think than I already was for like school. Sure. Um. So at the time, it wasn't it wasn't the thing for me. Um. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that the idea for this particular thing might've just been like a stupid, like inside joke, or maybe it was, it might've been from an improv scene where people are like, you know, in a loud, I, I, for some reason was amused by the idea of like people having the like first date conversation or like the kind of, um, getting to know you thing, but, um, but just yelling the whole time. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know, in my mind, it was very funny to imagine people just yelling a whole conversation. And all, and a big part of it, too, was the physical aspect, which, of course, you don't see reading the sketch. But I was imagining them thrash, like dancing in a very, like, thrashing sort of way. Yeah, absolutely. While um, wearing polos. Like, when I first read it, like, I, I don't know why, but the immediate, the first thought I thought, the first dance that I thought of would have been the, the Elaine dance, like, you know, mm, that mm-hmm. kind of, like, frenetic, weird movement yeah. to it. Right, like, not, uh, not on beat at all, like, yeah. not, not, no, no rhythm at all. Yeah. Uh, was this right. ever performed? No, Ooh. no, not at all. I think I wrote it, and then I made a Facebook status that was like, <laughs> I wrote my first sketch. And a lot of people liked it and were, were like, oh, my God, can I read it? And I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and um, I maybe let one person read it, maybe one or two. And then I um, never looked back. All right. And it, it got and it was 
but it was still on my uh, my Google Drive. That's so, yeah, that's something. So I was uh, able to find it. Uh, whenever people are like, I don't know if I have it anymore. I'm like, check your Google Drive. There's always yeah. stuff hiding yeah. on your Google Drive. Like, right. I think this was when I first started to even use Google Drive. Before that, I think everything was just Word documents. So luckily, <laughs> I think it was so I could share it with the friend that I had like had the mm-hmm. idea with. Um, yeah, I'll take the world the yeah. world premiere of this any day. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, then this was it. You got to star and. This thing again, it doesn't do it justice. If we had been dancing, we can get people to film this at some point. We could, we could do it for real. It's It's fine, yeah, yeah. Um, so you you mentioned being in an improv group in college, uh, yeah. So it was just, hey, let's try writing something, Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah, we like sat down. Well, me and the, the friend that was on the team with, um, we sat down and wrote down a bunch of like ideas, just like pitches, if you will. And, um, and which are also in the, in the document, in the Google doc, which I did not send, but, um, <laughs> and so that was also funny looking back at those. Cause a lot of, if you want me to read some of the ideas. No, you can keep them, give them the pit, cups, do them with cups. It's fine. No, they're not. No, what I'm saying is they're not good. <laughs> so no one should ever use them. There's always well, some right. kind of diamond that you can get out of your bad ideas all right, later. All right, I won't. Like, okay, I won't. But one I don't of the ideas steal everything on the from list. you. Okay, one of the things on the list was people shouting at a party, and then I just so that's where that came from. That's enough. Yeah, it's a starting point. Another one, and they're all just bullet points. Another one is just person who thinks they are a cat, <laughs> and that's the whole idea. Oh goodness. Um, so, uh, you did improv in college. Where was this? Yeah. Like, where did you go? What, like, what, what, Um, what got you to improv in college? Well, okay. So I went to Hampshire college, which is, um, a small, small liberal arts school in Western Massachusetts. And, um, but I actually was already into improv. I was doing it in high school too. Um, I started taking improv classes like like as like an acting class mm-hmm. when I was 12 um and then I joined the like improv team um that my acting it was it was like a acting school slash you know like an extracurricular it wasn't part of my school but it's the it's the youth theater that shares the the same building okay. uh with Pitt um that's where I went growing up and, uh, yeah, so I was on the improv team, like, you know, the, the teen improv group there. So then when I went to college, it was like already kind of a understood thing. Like, oh, I'm going to audition for an improv team wherever I go. Like, that's just a thing I want to keep doing. So you were pretty, uh, focused on performing from an early yeah. age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Um, I was a theater major in college and, um, theater major in high school my high school was a performing arts school so I was also a theater major there so that was always that was a thing for a very long time um and then the improv initially was just kind of a for fun thing and I always liked being on a team um but I didn't necessarily think about doing it long term or professionally it was always more of just like I just I I just I wanted to always be around but um but yeah so then I got to college and I right away was like okay when are the improv tryouts great doing it and then after graduating moving back home to philly um 
was also right away like, okay, need to get involved in more comedy stuff. So the improv was a thing that I already was pretty comfortable with, or at least like it was familiar territory and sketch was very um, unfamiliar and, and scary for a while, which is why I eventually was like, I should try it because I'm afraid of it. And so, so you studied theater at like, at, was it MacGuffin? Is it? MacGuffin. That's, that's the one. Yeah, okay. uh, for whatever reason, I misheard you and I thought you said pit. So I thought I was immediately oh, thinking pit, of, of yeah. stuff in New York or something. And I was like, I, so I was, no, I grew up in Philly. Uh, so yeah, I was doing, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, all right. Um, okay. So what, uh, yeah. before we yeah. dive back into sketch, what made you laugh growing up? What, like, Oh, um, I laughed a lot at, um, my brother made me laugh a lot. Um, a lot of things we watched, um, Wayne's World. Um, I, when I got a little older, I got really into Christopher Guest movies. Um, Waiting for Guffman is still one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I would, I Uh, I would imagine mm -hmm. that. If you're an actress, there has to be something about Waiting for Guffman that really hits home yeah. for you. Yeah, I think it was actually my acting teacher who said, oh, if anyone hasn't seen Waiting for Guffman, you should, because <laughs> it's really great for actors to see. And I like all of this sort of uh, mockumentary style, but that one in particular, like, I really like, you know, this is Spinal Tap, mm. but that one in particular was my favorite, probably because of the, like, yeah, the, the just because it's ridiculous community theater. Yeah, I think... I think Spinal Tap holds a special place in my heart because it was the first one I saw. And obviously it's like the first major one, but I think Guffman Mm -hmm. is my favorite of the three or four that he had done since Spinal Tap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just so. Yeah. I feel like Best in Show is probably the most popular and I do like it a lot, but I don't think it's the best personally. No, I I, uh, was. Okay. So Guffman is just so. The first one, it's it's so ridiculous, but it's still like good ridiculous. I think Best in Show mm-hmm. takes certain characters to too far of a ridiculous level. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Mighty Wind is a great movie because it actually finally adds emotion. Mm-hmm. Like the finale of uh, of A Mighty Wind is, you know, a kiss at the end of the rainbow is perfect. And it should have won an Oscar that year for the song, like, in my mind. And I was very annoyed that it didn't. I mean, I only saw Mighty Wind once, and I was a lot younger, so I and I don't remember it very well, so I can't agree or disagree with you. I, I say you should revisit it. But probably, yeah. <laughs> only because when I saw it, I remember it not being one that made me laugh as right. much, so I was like, mm, I don't need to right. watch this it's, again, because, yeah, it's a little more serious. Yeah, it's not yeah. as funny as Best in Show or Guff, of Guffman, but it's... Mm-hmm. It's got a good heart to it. For your consideration, yeah. I haven't watched in forever. Oh, I don't even know what that's about. Uh, he, the next one he did was like 06 or 07, where it was about um, like an awards race. Like this mm-hmm. indie movie was getting awards buzz and all the actors completely bit into it and mm-hmm. went crazy about it. Uh, okay. But with Guffman and being an actor, like, did you know about... Was imp- like, did you know what improv was before you took that class as a teenager? Um, not really. I don't think because yeah, it was only 
12. I It's possible. No, I don't even think I had seen Whose Line yet at that point. Um, I think when I started taking that class, we were like told about it because it was very much like when you're that young, like your classes are very much just like short form, like games and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not not getting into like Herald and everything. Right. Um, so I think we were told like, you should really be watching Whose Line because that's a lot of like what we were doing in class was just like Whose Line stuff. Um, because that's the easier thing to like teach to kids who are new because it's like fun and it's it's a fun game yeah, it's, it's quick thinking on your feet you know like getting yeah. loose and right you don't have to get into the like cerebral <laughs> aspects of the full characters and, and like the complete yeah. active listening that is required in a herald and right it's more just like oh you can only say these same three wacky words uh yeah so i think before that i really didn't know what it was i don't have a memory of of but i definitely knew what like sketch was because i had seen snl and like mad tv and stuff but i don't think i had seen um improv or i think maybe i had seen him it's possible i'd seen improv shows but i didn't know what it was or like i didn't it hadn't occurred to me um yeah so that was pretty much the introduction to it Uh, but then yeah but then um uh was I going to say but then yeah I started to watch more things like Who's Line and I don't think it was until getting to college that I was even like aware of how long form worked yeah I, well so, I think if you ask you know the average person what about improv the first thing they're going to think of is Who's Line is anyway like yeah like it's not until you really fully start nerding out on comedy that you have even heard of the Herald or Del Close right. or any of those things like Right. So, I mean, yeah. Right. It's like, what's the most mainstream thing that's relatable? It's like when people don't understand, or when I say I'm part of a sketch team and and if people who are very much out of that scene um, don't really understand what I'm talking about, I'll just go like, oh, you know, like SNL. And they're like, oh, okay. And it's just like an easier way to explain it. Yeah, absolutely. Same with like improv. It's like, oh, you know, like, have you seen Whose Line Is Anyway? Yeah, yeah, you know. (laughs) Uh, you mentioned SNL and knowing about sketch comedy before knowing what improv was to an extent. Mm-hmm. I ask everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm always curious. Uh, yeah. Favorite SNL cast member? Oi. That is hard. Be- Ooh, it's definitely like, mm, oh, shit. <laughs> I was about to say one thing and then. Talk it out. We can totally like. Yeah. It's, well, because it's, it's been so many years. Yeah, there's a hunter and so many um, people to choose from. Yeah, I mean, because in recent years, it's definitely, like, a combination of, like, Kate McKinnon, Amy Poehler, Kristen Wiig, um, probably because they're all blonde ladies, and that, <laughs> and I was a blonde child, and maybe that's what I was always aspiring to. Um, but then I go back, and I remember being pretty young and watching um, The Best of Eddie Murphy okay. with, my, with my family. Like, I was probably like 10 or even younger and um like laughing hysterically like i loved it a lot um because that had all the classic like um little richard simmons show and uh what else uh the he's playing buckwheat grown up yeah, buckwheat there's probably buckwheat um, there's probably gumby yeah gumby uh, uh-huh the- buckwheat and then he's the guy who shot buckwheat um and the mr um, rogers neighborhood parody mr robinson's Rob- neighborhood yeah, yeah that's right i couldn't remember yeah it was so that was yeah i remember watching that probably when i was too young for it and loving it 
Um, also, when I was a little older, watched The Best of Will Ferrell with my brother. Loved that. I don't know. It's a hard question. Well, you get you pick yeah. one or two. Like, but I've named a bunch. You know, boil mm. it down from five to one or two. Like okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna just go with Kate McKinnon because she's the first uh, out gay cast member. So I'm gonna give it to her. Yeah. Well, uh, out lesbian. Out lesbian. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Was there a gay man yes, before her? There was. Who was it? Uh, Terry Sweeney in the 1985 Ooh. season. Well, shit. Yeah. All right. He, the first openly lesbian yeah. cast Not, you know, doesn't diminish anything because Kate, Sorry, Terry. Kate McKinnon is a much bigger star than Terry Sweeney ever got to be. Everyone. Although, Everyone. this is my comedy nerddom of he, there was a sketch show. So, you know, SNL and then Fox did. Mm-hmm. Uh, mad tv right the wb tried a sketch show mm-hmm. and it was like a half hour on sunday nights and it was, i think it was called hype and okay. he was like the executive producer creator of that oh, but okay. then it only lasted a season and i remember distinctly yeah. that uh one of the uh, a moby song was its theme like mm-hmm. body rock Oh, mm-hmm. this is entirely too much detail that i shouldn't know <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what you're talking about oh, you don't know okay. you don't know body rock Okay, no. that's you're younger than I am. I also don't know the show well, you're talking. That's about. fine. I don't think anyone knows. But okay, uh, like half okay. of the people from that show, hype on WB, got stolen mm-hmm. by Mad TV the next year. Like, uh, okay. So there's a little. I did comedy. Yeah, I did watch some Mad TV when I was younger. Like with, I watched a lot of things with my older brother that were probably like, there are a lot of things I saw that um, were not um, yet appropriate for me oh i completely forgot about like the most important thing i didn't mention the simpsons it's so embarrassing sure. um because i was talking about what made me laugh but yeah that was the simpsons was the staple of my household yeah um as was seinfeld again things i was too young to be watching <laughs> but um yeah it's other those definitely i mean my if i may share a share an anecdote Go for it. My brother lives in California now, so we're, you know, far apart, but we keep in touch by playing this game where we send each other just screenshots of Simpsons episodes, like if we're watching it and the other person has to guess the like quote that goes like the line that goes along with the line of dialogue that goes along with that screenshot. That's so fun. So it's I love that. We've been doing that for like a couple months now. Um Sometimes we usually do pretty well. Sometimes we, I'm I'm, in, I'm always really embarrassed if I don't know it. Um, do you have a cutoff we, point with Simpsons? Because I know a ton of people yeah. like yeah, absolutely like, hate after season whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My family's very um, adamantly like season like we don't go past like twelve is like the cap. Okay. Um, like 2002-ish. Um, and I was only nine then. So, like, but at that point, it had already, like, been um, enough of a... Had made enough of an impact. Because I remember, like, when it started to get bad. And we all... I remember even... I think even my brother. Someone said, it's like we're losing a member of the family. Oh, no. When, 
when the show started to like get really bad and we were all like, we're just seeing it get worse and we can't do anything about it. It's like, it's <laughs> sick. it was like, really? Yeah. Um, but I have, uh, we ha- over the years, we've gotten different seasons on DVDs. So we have like four through nine or something. And I have, I, I, my brother didn't take them. So I took them with me to New York and I just watch them pretty regularly. Um, yeah. I have one through yeah. 10 and Nice. Like I'll nice. I'll peek into well certain done. ones, but like after season ten, I have like I used to be like encyclopedic about The Simpsons, mm-hmm. and now I have no clue what's going on. Like someone told me, uh, um, Marsha Wallace, the woman that played Mrs. Grabapel, mm-hmm. she passed away a couple years ago, and oh, in okay. the in the articles it was talking about how Mrs. Grabapel was married to Ned Flanders, and I was like, Wait, what? What is <laughs> happening? Like. What the fuck? And I'm I'm so upset. Like <laughs> I didn't know that, and I'm very. I upset. was so confused and so like, it was mind boggling to me. Like they had to like figure that out. Uh, and like, did they have her die too? Yes. Like Maude already died. Like he's been through. Yeah, enough. and actually, the tribute episode or the little tribute. There's a little tribute scene that they made for her, uh, mm-hmm. where. Ned is like looking longingly at a photo of Mrs. Krabappel. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Bart comes up to the window and says like, I know I miss her too. Aww. And it's this really sweet moment. But the fact that I didn't yeah. know that Ned and Mrs. Krabappel were together. Yeah. But it feels made weird. No sense yeah. to me, so. that, that would be a sweet thing. If it was that idea is very sweet. If it was in another show, but everything about what I see of the Simpsons. So like I do um, work study at the pit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes on the t- they'll, they'll have different TVs up, and a lot of times FX is on, and they just show Simpsons all the yep. time. And so sometimes if there's not much going on, I'll just like stand and watch The Simpsons because it has like the closed captions on. And sometimes it's like classic episodes, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is cool. I'm doing, this. I'm digging this. <laughs> but then occasionally it's like newer ones, and I'm just like trying to follow it, and it's like watching fan fiction. I feel like <laughs> like they've done because they've just run out of things to do so long ago that they're just doing the weirdest storylines and like combinations of people like Ned Flanders and Mrs. Krabappel. Yeah. It's like this could have stopped so long ago. There was no reason to continue it. But, but the problem is like it's still so profitable of an enterprise. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. That, like, That's why you might as well keep it. going. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who these people are that are still watching it, but obviously there are plenty of them. There's still enough of them. Yeah. That's like yeah. I. And it, it sounds morbid and awful, but I don't think it's going to end until one of the main cast members is gone. Because I can't imagine, right? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think The Simpsons is going to become like the Muppets, where Kermit <laughs> has had four or five different voices. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I think Marge is. I'm sure someone out the there whole... can do Marge perfectly. Right, but... but no one else can do Homer, right? It's like such a specific. Uh, I don't know, like. There's been four Kermits, so there could be a second Homer. I don't know. Kermit does have a weird voice too. Kermit. You're right. You can definitely cha- you can definitely tell the changes in Kermit for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to watch Arthur. You know, Arthur the, changes the... every two years. Yeah, it changes a yeah. lot, and it's, it's very noticeable. Yes, it is. All of the all of the main yeah. cast members in that, and I remember as a kid, it really pissed me off. I was like, that doesn't sound <laughs> right. I I watched an episode a couple of weeks ago with um a nephew, and I was just like, that that's not mm-hmm. Arthur. This is right. This is clearly not my yeah. Arthur. Yeah. Because I watch Arthur yeah. way older than I should have been watching Arthur. Oh, me too. I still do sometimes, <laughs> even when I'm not babysitting. Like, occasionally, if I just need to feel, like, comforted, 
I'll like because they're all on YouTube. I'll just go on YouTube and like watch, but only like a classic episode. The I'll occasionally break out the Christmas episode where they do. I where mm-hmm. Francine I have a good friend and Hanukkah. we watch it every year. And the, yeah, and the brains of Kwanzaa. It's nice. Mm-hmm. That's when you find out the brain is black. Yeah. <laughs> just... Um, <laughs> and it's also when you find out Francine's yep. Jewish. You didn't know, and you find out Muffy's a little anti-Semitic. <laughs> um, but you kind of, of expect which... her to be. Yeah, she's in just a way. ignorant. She's just, I mean, she comes through in the end. Her family shows up and they bring a ham. <laughs> um, yeah, but I have a friend. We've been watching it like every year. Um, and I didn't realize till this year that it's been like, I don't know, seven years or something. Usually we watch it around Christmas time, but this year she's like traveling during. So we watched it like during Thanksgiving. Nice. Yeah, and we like have hot cocoa and it's, it's, it's nice. It's a nice little tradition because we both grew up watching Arthur. So it's like... Uh, a nice thing to do okay uh Um, as we've diverged for the simpsons on for a while simpsons uh, uh, so much (laughs) to say about that uh you mentioned you you were performing since you were a kid basically uh yeah yeah what was it about acting that you that made you want to like why did you want to make be actor as a kid yeah i i there's so many I mean, I think, I mean, when I was very, very little, I was really, I mean, I guess a lot of kids are into, like, dress up and playing pretend, but, like, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed being characters and getting to say things that I wouldn't normally say. Um, I was remembering recently, I was, like, um, I was visiting my parents and my girlfriend was with me and we were telling, I was remembering and I was telling my mom I was like oh yeah when I was little I would like pretend I was Elaine from Seinfeld and like act out scenes in the living room that like weren't appropriate um but yeah I think I just liked saying yeah and I think that I liked getting to say and do things that I wouldn't normally do because it is just a form of of playing pretend and of imagination and then I think as I got a little older I also like liked that people were looking at me and listening to me um because I mean I don't know if that comes from just like not always being not always feeling you know listened to or not always feeling important but um um like at school and stuff but um I, I, I think I was in a play in like fourth grade of like Greek myths or something. And I was Helen of Troy and I only had like three lines. And afterwards I was told that I was too quiet and no one could hear me. But I remember being like, these three lines are like, like to me, it was so important. I was like, I'm going to be so articulate. I'm going to be like so in character. And then it turned out that no one heard what I said, but I was just like, all right, I'm going to do better next time. At least you had, but I really like, instead of like, cause I'm sure I, as yeah. a kid, I would have been like, Oh, so I'm just not good at this. So I guess I suck. I'll move on. I know. Cause I, well, I know I was very like, I was like, damn it. Everyone missed. I did. I, was, I did such great acting and no one heard it. <laughs> like I was, I was frustrated by it. Cause like I could tell in my mind, I was like, I am killing it. I am so convincing right now as Helen of Troy but no one can hear me. Um, yeah, I think that I, I liked, um, I liked doing something that like caught people's attention. Um, and so I, and I did like a, um, 
a show that like a family friend was like writing. It was just like community theater thing, but there needed to be like a kid role. Um, and I auditioned for that. And so I was like 10, but I was acting with like adult actors and like there was a regular, like, you know, we we're doing a few shows. It wasn't just like one performance, like at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a lot of lines to learn and all these things, but I was, but it was fun. I liked being in a cast and I liked going, showing up to the theater every day and getting to like, and like for people to come, coming to like, see me, you know, I mean, we like attention. <laughs> we, we actors, we, we want attention. Uh, do you have a favorite role of anything that you've done up to now? Um, I, Really enjoyed. I don't know if this, it's hard to say if it was favorite role or favorite time being in a show. Yeah, but when experience, I like, favorite experience is just, yeah, yeah. When I, the first play that I acted in in college was The Pillow Man. And um, I don't know if you know that, nope. but super creepy. And I played like all the children roles because I've always, so I've always looked super young. Mm-hmm. So I often get cast as like children or, younger people and um so I was a little girl who was mute and sign you know it had I said some things in sign language I was another little girl who gets crucified um and uh yeah there's more it's a it's a story about like fairy tales and like children being murdered it's really great you should read it the pillow man by Martin McDonough um, but I just had a really great experience working on that show and I, and, um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was like a very good, that still stands out. So I was like 18 at 19 and it still stands out to me, um, as a very special time. Um, that name sounds familiar yeah. to me. Oh, I just Googled it. Yep. It's the dude that, yep. um, he, he does a lot of good stuff. He does. That three billboards last year or two years ago was awesome. Oh, yeah. He wrote that, didn't yeah. he? There you go. That's why that name sounded familiar. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, Not just a playwright, <laughs> eh? Uh, do you have a, a role that you want to do? Like, like if you um, had your druthers of, you know, being <laughs> any any role in the history of theater. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or even like, I don't know, even film, yeah. reboot something. Oh, I don't care. Oh, my God. There's so many. Um when I was really, when I was like 14 and I saw a girl interrupted for the first time, I really wanted to be Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically, I wanted to play her role. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to play the fucked up. <laughs> like, that was always a thing for a really long time. Like, like I wanted to be an actor so I could, like, play the really, like, the fucked up, damaged women. That was, like, what was really intriguing to me. Um, and I guess in that same vein... Since college, I basically just use the same monologue for everything when I'm auditioning, which is um, Harper from Angels in America. And like I worked on it in an acting class in college and I still use it now because I like it and I'm like comfortable with it. Um, And but I've never actually played that role like in a in the play. I've just done the monologue. Mm -hmm. So that would definitely be a role I'd want to play. There are a lot of. Yeah, I mean, but that's also sort of, um, I've also had to sort of accept that, like, there are certain things I probably wouldn't be cast in because of 
just the type that I am sure. and that I'm, you know, um, so that's probably not the kind of role I'd be cast in, but like, ideally it would be, it would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you go to college for, for theater, uh, you come mm-hmm. back to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. bridge the gap in time between coming back to Philadelphia and getting involved with cups and half. Are you doing anything creatively during that time? Yeah. Between between those two yeah. things, like or how much time yeah. is there between um, coming back? There wasn't that. Yeah, there wasn't that much time. I graduated in 2015, and then I spent the summer living in New York, interning with the New York Neo Futurists, who are a really cool um, experimental theater company. Okay. Um, they're really awesome. And then I moved back home for two years before moving back to New York again. Um, but I pretty much, so I started doing fit like October, like I moved home in September, 2015 and I started improv at fit in October and, um, was pretty much doing that a lot. Like I went from 101 to 201 and then 301. And then during the time of 301, I, Alyssa Truskowski from Cups and I were both like, Hey, do you want to start an indie improv team? And then we kind of like reached out to everyone who we had done classes with, and we started Pig Dipper, which was our improv team. Uh, let's pause because I'm always curious about uh, uh, who's you, who are the instructors that you go through with Fit. So 101, who was the instructor? Oh, you want to know who yeah. I had? Okay, so 101, I had Tara Demi, okay. and then 201, I had Jessica Snow, okay. and then 301, I had Steve K, okay. and then I took a pause for a while, um, not from improv like because at that point i was still doing the our team Mm -hmm. um so i kind of was just like more to save money if anything like i just didn't do it for a little while take some time off and then i eventually finished 401 with um kristen sheer um yeah so really good really good group really good group of teachers for sure um so you're in it and then and at the same time oh yeah so at the same time so i think before I can't remember. When did we start Cups? I think it was like, I want to say it was the end of 2016. That seems like it could be right. Like the winter, the fall. Maybe it was a fall 2016. It might have been after like a year. That sounds pretty close. That sounds right. To my memory. Um, I think it was like fall-ish of 2016, like late fall. Um, So I had been doing like pig, like improv things for like a year. Mm. Um. And I had been doing, like, other theater things in Philly. Like, I was doing, like, I did this, I was part of this, like, murder mystery theater company that was technically, like, more out in the suburbs. But, like, I was doing some other things on the side. Um, And then in the fall of, or no. um, Yeah, so then, it and so that happened because I, so Alyssa was on my improv team. So was Christine. And we had sort of talked a little bit. And so she just wrote something in the former improveries Facebook group that was like, Hey, you know, I've been thinking about getting into sketch. Does anyone ever, ever want to get together just as like an interest meeting and like just swap ideas or interest. And it wasn't for the purpose of starting a group. It was just, does anyone want to get together and talk about sketch who hasn't really done it before? And, um, the people who showed up were me and Christine and Alyssa and Alexis and Ruthie and another person that, Alyssa was friends with who didn't keep doing it. Um, and then Jolie um, and Courtney. 
Courtney Painter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all started to just sort of be like, a, oh, we're just going to talk about sketch for a little bit. And then by the end of it, we're like, okay, well, like, do we want to meet up again? Maybe, maybe write some ideas. We'll, we'll meet up again. And then we did. And then we kind of just accidentally became a team because <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really the intention. It was just like, oh, let's just write some, let's just talk about it. Um, and then and then we met up again and we had ideas and then we were all like, oh, do we want to just do this? We could just do this. And then we did. <laughs> so and then we asked Jolie to be our uh, director because she seemed interested in like help, like guiding us and helping. She's like, yeah, if you guys want to get together again, I'll I'll offer you some help. Um, and then we asked her to do that. And yeah, we just kind of kept kept doing it. it was just it's funny we just kind of stumbled into it was just started out as a as a um as a uh who wants to talk about this and then we're a team um i've and talked to i've talked to Alyssa. i've talked to alexis and i've talked to christine so far i don't mm-hmm. think i've asked any of them where mm-hmm. does the name come from cups and a half Oh, um, do you know, like, is there actually a story to it? Yeah, we, we had a lot of ideas. That was the whole thing. It was thinking of ideas and it may have just been, I don't entirely remember. I don't remember who said it. First of all, I think we had like a spreadsheet where we were just writing in like ideas and then like, I really wanted, um, Tuesday Adam or Thursday Adams, like instead of Wednesday. Adams. I love that. <laughs> and I love that I, name. Thank you. I liked it too, but no one else liked it as much. Hold um, on to it. Use it for something. I know. Oh, I shouldn't have said it. it. Or I wanted to do or like yeah, or like or like daughters of Wednesday Adams, something like that. Or or but maybe Thursday Adams. Um but anyway, I like it a lot. I'm gonna use it so no one yeah, take it. Copyright it to you already, it's fine. Copyright me. Um, 20, 20, <laughs> whatever that was, 17, 16. Yeah, so someone must have said cups, and I feel bad because whoever it actually is is probably like, damn it, it was me. Well, but well. it might have just been cups, and then I think we were just really, it might have been Ruthie, but we were into the idea of cups, I think, because we were like, cups are funny because it's like bra cups. And like cup sizes, we're women. Like we were definitely like, let's make a joke about how we're all ladies. Yeah, okay. And then I think, and then we just added the end a half because it's not a real measurement. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not like a cup and a half because like that's an actual measurement. But just cups plural end a half <laughs> doesn't mean anything because it's like half of what. Yeah. Um, like how many cups and a half? So we were like, okay, so it's like a little bit of like lady humor because of boobs and then it's a little bit of uh nonsense um but yeah i don't totally remember because it was one of those things where it started as one thing and then i think we kind of just kept like it snowballed and then that's what it ended up as okay nice yeah there wasn't i don't think there was like a funny moment of like that's it like where we like someone like heard it somewhere there wasn't a light bulb over all of your heads like right this is it no no it was definitely just like a a combination of things all right, so you've uh, you've returned to New York, and, and mm-hmm. I presume it it's more for like professional, like pursuing the acting. 
Yeah. Well, it started out that way. It's kind of funny. It started out as um, my intention was always to like come back and then I was only going to live back home in Philly for a little bit. And then I got so caught up in like the Philly comedy scene and I was just really enjoying myself. And then it ended up being there for two years. But I was kind of like, you know, I've always wanted to live in New York. I should do it now while I'm young and not too jaded yet. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was to pursue comedy and to, to act and things. Um, but then I've gotten super sidetracked by pursuing a completely unrelated, uh, career path. So, (laughs) which like not related to comedy or acting. Hmm. So I've been really busy, uh, trying to do that (laughs) separate thing. Um, um, which is being a doula. And I was about to say, you have to like, say what it is. Before, yeah, should I say what it is? How long? it's going to be act? like selling drugs. I've been very busy selling, selling drugs. Like, it's drugs. Because it's drugs. being a doula is not like being, you know, like it's a perfectly wonderful pursuit. Like the way you're it's saying it, like you got no. sidetracked by something <laughs> like, you know, you became Walter dark. White all of a sudden. Like, yeah, no, 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 no meth for me. <laughs> Not today. Not today. Um, no, yeah. I um I've been trying to to do like birth um stuff. Like I'm really into childbirth and um nice. advocacy. Um I haven't I'm still doing like childcare full time. Like that's my that's been my job since I've moved here is like working as a nanny. Cause I haven't been able to transition yet into the doula thing. It sort of takes a while to like get clients, but I have been to a few births I've done a lot of training so I'm definitely like hoping to do that and I've so it's kind of been like a struggle of like how do I balance these things because I now but I realized how much I missed like I was in a show over the I was in an improv show over the summer which was um an improvised Harry Potter called the heirs of Hogwarts okay um and that's the only like full show that I've done since moving here it's been about a year um that was like in the spring and in the summer and that was a lot of fun and it made me realize like oh wait I really miss performing and I like had a pang of that again recently um how much I miss like being on stage um I when I was doing a work study shift recently they people performing were like oh just join us for this one scene and I was like I don't know and I did and it wasn't good I didn't do a good job but it made me like miss like you know, doing improv on a like bi-weekly basis, which is what I used to do. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I'm finally like signed up to do an improv class starting in January. Um, of course, when you started a new theater, you have to yeah, go back, go to, back 101 to 101 yeah. <laughs> every time, which is, uh, you know, it's fine. It's fun. I, I did a class at UCB back in the spring actually. So it's not like I haven't done anything. Um, and I didn't continue with UCB because, um it's it's expensive yeah and it was good i loved the class had really great people but it is expensive and their work study options are not as good as the as the pits um and i liked i had like been at the pit a little bit with like um new york sketch fest and like we went to do new york sketch fest mm-hmm. i think last year and um she makes me laugh or no what is it called i think something like that 
She makes me laugh. Yeah. And like, I really, I liked the vibes there. It felt, it felt like a supportive place. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do this. And I knew a couple people who had done classes there and liked it. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited to actually start doing improv again soon. Um, yeah. How does, um, since I, uh, Jolie's up in New York too now as, Mm -hmm. you know, Cubs is, Cubs is director, but four of them are still down here in the Philadelphia area. What's the yeah. creative process like with you being? Yeah. You know, it's tricky. It's definitely tricky. I thought that I would be causing more of a, like I'd be the problem, mm-hmm. but like everyone's so busy. Yeah. Um, Like whenever we talk, so Jolie's not actually our director anymore. Like after she moved, she was kind of like, I'm not going to be able to okay. continue with this. And we haven't gotten a new director yet. I think that we probably will need to at some point, but we haven't. Um, yeah, because when I moved, I was like, you know, I'll Skype in, I'll come back. And I came back more often earlier on. But now it's like everyone on the team has other projects going on or like work schedules. Everyone's doing improv and sketch with other teams. So like, it's definitely not just me. The only problem is that I usually can't go meet on weekdays. But like, um, so we do a lot of, um, a lot of our meetings are over like, you know, Google Hangout, which is fine for if we're just pitching or if we're reading scripts for the first time or we're making, you know, logistical decisions. But then if we know we have a performance coming up, we need to like get together and practice in person at least once or twice. Yeah, so like rehearsing over the I'm internet coming... is difficult. Yeah, it's a little tricky, but I have definitely missed some of the more I've been thinking a lot about um uh, racial disparities and maternal health recently. I'm thinking a lot about placentas, um, which is great. I love placentas, but I, but I also really miss um, making making the hahas yeah, and getting on stage and doing the doing the funnies. Yeah, um, they're they're both really uh, lovely things to pursue, but I'm trying to you find. You're gonna miss one more when you're doing the other. Yeah, I'm trying to find a way to do both. I mean, ideally, if I could work, if I could like my income could be doing, um, being a doula, and then but then I also got to like spend the rest of my time doing like performing. That would be great. Um, so you know, yeah. just wish me luck in that, and <laughs> hopefully that'll eventually happen. All right. So as we wrap up, mm-hmm. um, I ask everybody, I'm always curious, uh, you've been performing since childhood, mm-hmm. improv forever, doing sketch mm-hmm. with this group for a while. Uh, what's something that you've learned from comedy that you would pass on to a new writer um, or a new performer even? Um, don't worry so much. Probably. Like, don't worry if it's going to – don't worry that it's going to be bad. You know, just, like, do it anyway. Because, mm. like, the first idea – I mean, it's – with sketch, I feel like the first idea is never the best. But then with improv, the first idea is always the best. Okay. But either way, don't worry so much about it because in the end, it'll be good. Okay. Uh, is that good? Is that okay? Uh- no, it's perfectly fine. Just calm. Um, can you curse on this show? I I don't care. Okay, I was just gonna say, calm the fuck down, is my <laughs> advice. Just chill the fuck out, and just have some goddamn fun. It's supposed to be fun. 
And uh, finally, I mean, again, you've been doing this forever, performing, improv, everything. Why comedy? Why is comedy? Like you mentioned, you would mm-hmm. love to be a dual as your full-time occupation, but mm-hmm. still be able to perform. Mm-hmm. Why is comedy how you want to spend your free time? Um, well, I mean, comedy and I, I, I would also still like to act like in, sure, in regular. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the reason comedy is the main thing, the main interest is just like nothing. I don't know. I mean, it's just nothing makes me feel better than that. I mean, there's something about like putting together a show and um, it makes me, it makes me happy <laughs> when, when um, if I, if, if I can make people laugh that makes me feel like I've done a good job. Like to me, that's like a, a way of rating success is like if I've made people laugh. Yeah, I that's like, success for me. I I've always talked to. I mean, I've talked to a couple other actors or performers more, and uh, I'm always curious about like, you know, when you're successful in a comedy show. Mm-hmm. It has to be harder to know that you're successful doing doing like straight drama straight tragedy Mm -hmm. like or you can make i mean sometimes i've been in shows that were supposed to be more like straight theater um but i ended up like playing a character in a way that was comedic um because in the end it's kind of just more fun that way and like you need to give the audience, if it is like a very serious thing, sometimes you want to give the audience a little break to so that they're not just like tense the entire time. Yeah. 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 You need the full in, in King Lear, like, because everyone dies at the end of King Lear except for two people. Like, mm-hmm. you need those little bits of comedy in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was in back in Philly, I was in Macbeth and, um, my role wasn't it was like a it was like a supporting role but it wasn't supposed to be comedic as far as i know and i didn't wasn't necessarily trying to be comedic but sometimes i just made some like weird facial expressions and then people ended up laughing and so then of course being like a self-absorbed actor type i was like okay i'm gonna ham it up like oh i got a reaction oh i'm gonna start hamming it up I'm going to really push these crazy facial expressions. Um, Cause then, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause when you get the, when you get the laughs, it's like, that's yeah, exactly. That's how, you know, it's harder to know if you've reached success, if you're met with just like silence and awe. Yeah. You can't hear the people crying. I mean, you can a little bit, but like, yeah. If they're crying in the audience. That's or, a hard like, to really make people cry. That's a lot of, <laughs> yeah, that's a like, lot of a- pressure. Yeah, but making someone laugh is... Yeah, you just have to do something kind of There's, a, kinda there's a very audible, you know... Yeah. Oh, this is going. Cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Susanna. Great. Thank you. Thanks for asking me to do this. You can see Susanna and the rest of Cups and a Half as one of the featured acts during Secret Pants Annual's Holiday Spectacular called Secret Pants Presents Nights in Santa's Service. 
at Johnny Brenda's in Philadelphia on Friday, December 21st. The show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets are only $10 and available at TicketFly.com. Along with Cups and a Half, you will see Allison Zeidman, Jeff Jackson, Daryl Charles, Randy Warhol, Rebecca Rickards, Lulu the Hula Hoop Queen, and the return of Rowing and Hastings. It's going to be a great night. It's always my favorite show of the year. So if you're still listening to me and you're anywhere near Philadelphia, you should go and have a great time. My first sketch is a Philly Sketch Fest production. Follow Philly Sketch Fest on Instagram at Philly Sketch Fest. You can follow us on Twitter at PHL Sketch Fest. The music on this episode is by the band Nono, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Like my first sketch on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Go see some comedy. And happy holidays.